0: systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats, as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable.
1: Well, here we are on the backside of Turkey Day 2022. I'm Patrice Socora, and I hope your holiday was just as heartwarming as mine, Jeremy. Good food, good company, despite those last-minute changes due to flu and COVID. But as we move into the so-called holiday season, do you think advisors are taking more time off
2: So it's interesting you ask that because most of my advisors and as history shows the last uh, 11 years of me doing this, Actually, December tends to be one of the larger months of the year when it comes to advisors and customers actually deciding and making that decision to move forward with them. So a lot of my advisors, although maybe the last week of December or the last two weeks might be off for whatever reason, the weeks leading into that tend to be pretty... uh, Pretty fruitful for my advisors for a ending the year on a bang. So a lot of my guys and girls, are they're not taking off. They're still sticking to it. They're going to continue to do their marketing up until probably the first or second week of December, and they might shut down their marketing, but they'll have appointments all the way through the year.
1: That's fantastic. And, and as you said, end the year on a big bang. Wonderful. What are some of the things they do in December for um, their customers or their prospects? So they might, yeah,
2: yeah. So they might do some form of a client appreciation event. So instead of doing a more so a broader band of marketing for their prospects, where they might do a virtual webinar, perhaps I've had a lot of advisors the last two years. They'll still do some virtual webinars here in the first uh, part of December, but a lot of my advisors will do some type of holiday event, some type of not just client appreciation event where they're. Customers can possibly bring a friend or a gathering themselves there, but also I've had a lot of advisors that maybe just showing a piece of gratitude and gratefulness, they'll actually give back to some of their customers and they'll send them pies or they'll do some type of event where they might uh, rent out. I've had some advisors recently rent out a movie theater and uh, just do a holiday flick and it's actually- Yeah, and it's very cost efficient and just a way to get people together if for whatever reason they can't find good spot because it seems like it's pretty challenging to get certain locations because you got to book them so far out in advance with all the different offices that host Christmas parties. So it just depends on the location, but no, they're fully trying to make sure that they're in front of as many people as possible in the month of December.
1: That's fantastic. I like the movie idea very much. But what about you? You still doing your business planning?
2: We are doing them. We're wrapping it up. I know most of my advisors, we've already had those calls. I believe I have maybe one or two left here once this one episode, this episode actually airs. But yeah, we're still pushing through. I've had a lot of very in depth conversations with advisors who are very optimistic about 2023. Although a lot of the studies show economists and everything that 2023 is going to be a challenging year out in America, obviously, but for numerous reasons. But my my advisors are pretty optimistic on the fact of where they've seen already this year as they've started to transition a lot of these customers and prospects. Into safe vehicles, which is what our advisors are offering. But most importantly, on the business planning call, they're really starting to focus in a little bit more on just refining their processes. And I think that's where they get a lot of value out of these business planning calls, is just having somebody like myself and my team to bounce ideas off of.
1: So, those advisors who haven't yet had their business planning call with you, although the year is starting to run down here, they shouldn't feel like they've been left in the lurch, left in the cold.
2: Well, they should. You give them enough awareness, but uh, I mean, there's still time. So obviously, very quick calls. These calls can go anywhere from uh, 25 to 45 minutes. And a lot of them are just review. Some advisors, some newer advisors to our team here this year, this might be their first one. So it might go a little longer than our traditional 25 to 45 minute call. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some time if for whatever reason, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't done any business planning for 2023, although you're tardy, no, no need to, to uh, slam on the brakes. Go ahead and uh, hop on our calendar. More than happy to help you out.
1: With all the calls you've had, what stands out? Anything in particular?
2: refining processes. I think I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what they're looking to do for 2023. And as things have shifted more, a lot of advisors still being able to do a face-to-face meetings. Some advisors are just leveraging their time more doing virtual appointments. They're really starting to refine their processes. A lot of our systems and processes here that our team Uh, Helps our advisors with is really just going back to the basics and don't make it so complicated where now you're throwing in obstacles and hurdles for prospects to make a decision to see if they want to move forward with you or not. I saw an interesting thing. Or actually, I'm going to steal this from one of my advisors. He mentioned that or people nowadays, if you get a headache, you would probably just take Tylenol. Advil, ibuprofen, and you just know second nature is I have a headache. I'm going to take this medication and then hopefully I'm going to feel better here soon. Same thing with financial planning is it's not that it's not that necessary to go all into the weeds and really throw up on prospects with a lot of the data and information out there to help them get to what they're trying to achieve in their financial plan. So that's why going back to the basics and just making it to where the customer really feels like they have a good relationship with somebody that they can trust, build credibility there, and then hopefully those prospects can end up becoming clients.
1: Basics. Talk to me. Basics. What is this?
2: Basics. So a lot of my advisors here over the coming year and a half or so, here especially for this year, have really started to dive into some tools when they're chatting with their prospects. I'll give you one example. And actually, I'll, and I should have asked you before we went on. So I'll just, let's role play here, Patrice. Out of out of curiosity, so one thing, especially with my advisors, what they've gotten really good at with uh, this year is getting prospects to write things down during their appointments. I mentioned that on a couple of episodes, episode 24 and some other ones, and advisors are talking about it as well too. So, so Patrice, so let's just say... If you were to go back 20 some odd years, because a lot of our advisors, when they do planning for people and the typical number one goal for when surveys go out there in the retirement planning community, the number one goal for prospects is they don't want to outlive their money. Is that fair to say? Is that probably the number one? Very fair. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to say for like a 65, 67 year old individual who's doing their retirement planning, typically around that Medicare age, somebody's planning for retirement, it's going to be over 20 years that they're looking to make sure that they don't outlive that nest stake that they've built up. Mm-hmm. So out of curiosity for Patrice, so if we go back all the way, if we're planning 20 years out from today, so let's go all the way to January, 2000. So from January 2000 all the way to, let's say, September of 2022, what do you think the market, or even not just the market, just the S&P 500, what do you think the S&P 500 has actually averaged over the last almost 22 years? What would you say?
1: I'm sure it's up. I do believe it's up. But by how much? 20 years. Let's... This is just
2: a big old guess on my- This is just a guess. And last year, oh. we had all-time record highs of the market. Yeah. Too. So just the S&P 500, what do you think?
1: Over 20 years averaged on out, average.
2: 10%. 10%. So, so if you want to go ahead and if you had a pen, go ahead and write that number down. So Got it. 10%. Right.
1: You're not going to make me do math here, are you?
2: No, I'm trying not to for airtime. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, for, for, so 10%, and that's what you would think, right? Right. And it's eye-opening too, because going back to the basics, using certain tools, and if you were to just look at, there's a, a calculator out there and advisors can reach out to me. A lot of my advisors utilize this. It's basically the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is they'll utilize a tool where it'll show the customer right there at point of sale where they'll take on on a monthly basis what the S&P 500 has done here over that time frame, And if I were to... Click on calculate that number. The S and P 500 is averaged 4.289 percent during that time frame, on an annual average. Okay. So if you were to write that down, 4.289 percent, right? And you would have assumed here over the last 22 years, a Patrice or whoever would be in the middle of this appointment, they would look at themselves as, wow, so the market's done less than half of what I assume the market has done here over the last 20 some odd years, right?
1: On an annual basis though.
2: On an annual basis, on average. Now, if you were to take it to the next step, during that 22 years, especially when these people are out and they're working, a lot of people who might have those assets in 401ks or currently have it under management with some advisor, who's taking the risk? Is it the customer? Or is it the advisor firm on the firm?
1: It's you, baby. It's you.
2: So you're taking 100% of the risk to have made roughly, on average, call it 4.28% over the last 20 some odd years. So if there was a way to possibly look at you controlling your assets and giving you, as Patrice or the customer, more control, over your retirement funds, as opposed to having somebody else manage your money and really uh, leave it up to chance just to make a little over 4% each and every year, wouldn't you rather have control and take that control back in your retirement years?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And win the lottery too.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, the hopeful part of it is you're not having to take any steps backwards because what happens over the years is when you have a year like this year, where the market was down, the S&P has been down. So it's eye-opening that if you were to look back to 2021, the S&P actually averaged a little over 5% return. So just by one bad year, which would have been this year, in the last nine months, dropped that almost a whole percent on an annual average throughout a 22 calendar year. Mm. Crazy. So going back to basics, though, is being able to show a customer that, And also just the calculations and being able to have an educational conversation about really who is the one who's taking the risk during retirement. And since we're planning for the next 20 some odd years, wouldn't it be nice to take back some of that control in there? And so that's what they're focusing on our stories and being able to convey that message to customers.
1: Storytelling, you've mentioned this a couple of times now, Jeremy, not in just in this podcast, but another podcast. Talk to me about that. What is so important about that?
2: That's going to be a huge focus for those advisors we work with for 2023. We found that this year, especially the team being up 67% through three quarters of 2022, a lot of those advisors who are thriving this year really refine their processes at Point of sell to help build trust and credibility And a lot of what they're doing is telling stories and being able to relate to customers instead of really diving into the numbers as much as needed. Although there are some opportunities to do that, to help build trust and credibility. A lot of my advisors really just start to refine uh, certain stories that can relate to maybe their job, going back to certain things of having customers write certain things down, draw pictures. So it's very Different than what your traditional wirehouse and a lot of the people who come up through the industry have probably learned throughout the years. This is more on the sell side of just really being able to dive into more storytelling. In fact, Patrice, have you ever, or maybe you've seen it or not? A lot of my advisors, I've started to point them to this. Do you, you have Netflix, yeah. So there's a documentary on there, and it's it's called Stuts.
1: I have heard of it. I have not seen it myself. That's Jonah Hill.
2: That is Jonah Hill. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're probably going to watch this now, but yes. uh, I, ideally, so Jonah Hill, the gentleman from Moneyball, Superbad, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So he's an actor in Hollywood, and it's an interesting documentary where he actually has a one-on-one conversation with his therapist, and it's recorded. And during that, it's very, it's more of a documentary about his therapist, which is Stutz. But you'll see when you watch the documentary, there's a lot of similarities to what Stutz does in those sessions, to where, as an advisor, that's an opportunity where you can start to find out how Stutz really builds that rapport with Jonah during his sessions. A lot of these key metrics is what he's utilizing at Point of sell to help build trust and credibility with Jonah, similar to like an advisor with their customers. It's, I mean, although they're completely different when it comes to like what they're discussing at these actual sessions, when it comes to an advisor and possibly with Jonah talking about his personal life to this therapist. But some of the key metrics that Stutz talks about is writing certain things down, drawing pictures to really build that credibility and trust between that relationship to really feel like he's getting something in return for paying Stutz for his time during each and every session. Um, At one thing, especially that he mentioned during the appointment, and I mean, even for myself, just watching it. As someone just very curious to see how that dialogue was going to go. The fact that Stutz, as a therapist, even mentions that the one thing in his industry that there seems to be a common theme where a lot of the people in his position, although they're compensated based off time as their customer, as their um, not customers, what would they be called, Patrice? Help me out. Clients. Clients. There you go. Well, as to, I don't think
1: they'd say patient, I think they say client.
2: Yeah. Client. Yeah. Client. Yes. So client, as the client is consistently meeting with them. So he felt the need that every single meeting, he wanted to give that person some type of tangible item and an action item instead of the client feeling that, you know, I'm pouring my heart out here. I'm not really getting anything out of this. And then my next appointment, hopefully the therapist on the other side will start to give me something. So he wanted to make sure And what he found over the years of doing this is that with his clients and their relationship, a lot of people really enjoy the tangibles that he draws on a sheet of paper with them. And that's something that helps build that trust and credibility. Going back to advisors is same thing. And what we've noticed here in 2022, a lot of advisors who are really utilizing the pen, having customers write down their truth about their financial stuff. We're starting to build a lot of trust and credibility to where they're only meeting with advisors, maybe two or three times max, as opposed to four five, six times to finally make a decision.
1: I wonder how many refrigerators have those little pictures posted next to the kids' drawings. You know, I
2: highly doubt those pictures would probably make the fridge.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm really so sure of that. Well, you'll you'll see the you'll see the documentary, and you'll see that some of those pictures right. <laughs> not make it.
1: <laughs> I definitely plan to watch that. Now I'll let you know next time. All right, so Jeremy, as we start to wrap this up, is there anything you haven't mentioned that you want to make
2: sure? I would actually mention that, and for those of you, S-T-U-T-Z, Stutz, it's uh, on Netflix as an advisor. It's uh, not to give you a psychotherapist uh, opportunity. It's really the ideas and strategies. There's also, and I just recently mentioned this on our AMP Mastermind call in December to our advisors. There's actually some tangibles that you can take from there and really implement when it comes to refining some of your processes during your sales process. So I would probably point back to that documentary to at least check it out if you do have Netflix. But most importantly, for 2023, hopefully you have a plan. If you don't consult with somebody, feel free to reach out to our team. We'll help you out with uh, doing your business planning for 2023. And really just going back to the basics with the economists and everybody who's uh, pretty down on 2023. Our industry is not just going to have a record breaking year for 2022. We're going to continue to have that momentum catapult us into 2023. So you have to make sure you have the right processes to take advantage of this opportunity. So that's all I would say.
1: And how can people reach you?
2: Find us on LinkedIn at Jeremy Hauser, or feel free to go to advisormentorship.com. And you can check out future podcasts, uh, previous podcasts, and uh, hopefully you can get some uh, good tidbits out of those.
1: So as we really roll into the holidays, whichever one you may celebrate, you know, this podcast is there for the listening anytime, anywhere. All you have to do is subscribe and follow, but best of all, share it with colleagues and friends. I'm Patrice Socora with Jeremy Hauser, and thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on Learn More. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark The Advisor Mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President Jeremy Hauser